Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One, two, three. Welcome to the Creek Dive. All right, we've just gone straight back to the start. You're back oh, yeah, in. We're back. It's your favorite three girls doing the chit chats to make your day nicer. That's, that's it. That's Jenna D W Y E R. That's Kathy Delaney, and that's Sophie White. Yeah. Oh, she's taking nothing. away all your stuff. Just nothing. Nothing else. <laughs> Sophie White, best-selling author. I was going to say Sophie White writes. Yeah. We need to add tack on to ours as well. Kathy Delaney, um, best under 30. That was years ago now. I've got nothing. Jenna DWY, your crypto queen. Crypto queen. I was going to say Starve Interior, Image Interiors magazine. Starve Interior of Image Interiors magazine. Anyway, here we are. This is a creep dive. There's a lot of fuckery going <laughs> we cannot on. cannot start again and again and again. In the Everyone world. Everyone doing libels. Can we just... There's a lot of badness going on, as we all know. What are, what are we going to do? Do we just sort of... this? We'll let this be escapism for people? That's it. We can't... We, it's, the world is so harrowing at the moment and everything feels very futile. But all we can do is stay safe and find support, who we choose to support and where we can. Yeah. And whatever else. Stay engaged. Yeah. But don't become overwhelmed by it. It is very scary though. Yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. And when you are kind of searching through, like for the creeps this week, doing the research, kind of trying to actively avoid bring people into the light. I was just like, oh, no, we, we, everyone's had enough now of the of the of, the, of let's try and. No, I will tell you something that is entertaining that is related to the the, the World War Three that yes. we are currently experiencing. Right. So, um, you know, the way that men are stupid. Um, which we've we've learned just throughout history throughout all of time no offense to the men who listen i find generally it's straight men who are less than intelligent That's again no harsh no offense men who join us here we, we love you we, we the do the straight men who pay for the patron we especially love you adore you the man 
whose partner was a patron, right? Mm-hmm. And he has just recently joined a pa- as a patron himself. And I had to say... Two I, patrons in one I household. Lord. Very well They're done. So classy, guys. Thank you so much. We Very love nice. that. Um, but I will say that... So, you know, the, the, the troops, the Russian troops at the border of Ukraine. Yes. I mean, this, it, it seems like a really ill thought out plan. But one of the things is that they're supposed to be stealthy and approach them all around. And that is being foiled because loads of Russian soldiers are on Tinder giving oh, away their location. Interesting. So there is Ukrainian women who've been matching with Russian soldiers at the border and being able to identify where their location is, whatever, which is working in favor, I think, to the Ukraine, right? So um, some women have said that they, you know, one woman, 33-year-old video producer, said that she lives in Kiev but changed her location settings um, after a friend told me there were Russian troops all over Tinder. They would be, um, they were flirting. One guy was posing in his bed with a gun. A muscular guy posing, trying to look sexy with a pistol. And they're chatting away. It's the GAA guys. It is. It It is. is. It's the GAA shorts and the chain. Um, Normal people. Um, But yeah, they're, they're chatting away, revealing where they're at. So... Okay. They're kind of giving, you know. It's so fucking depressing though because like these lads are like, they're so young, a lot of them and they don't know what they're fighting for. No, like it's just chaos and a disgrace. And I like, yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah, let's um, move on. I'm going to tell you something fucking harrowing from many no! years ago. Lovely. I'm sorry. This is what people are here for. That's true. Okay, so I, I have spoken out I have spoken out on this podcast a lot about my struggles with brown liquids. Yes, mm, coke coffee addiction. Coke. Now, Oprah and Louise O'Neill, best-selling author, um, publishing phenomenon. Don't forget did about tell the Kardashians to buy this bottle. I didn't know they were pushing it. They as were well. pushing hard. Is this a particular? This is a special brand of bottle. It's just big water bottle. It's a large thing Queef of water. It. Excuse me? Yes, it's queef it. Okay. <laughs> That's their slogan. Right. Drink it, then queef it. <laughs> um, nice. What is the queef? It's kind of airy, isn't it? Yeah, oh, mostly. It's, yeah. That's good. Depends on how many children you've had. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this one That's has it. slogans on the side. As you know, church, I've cheated, Oh, yeah, so keep going. That oh, was it. Right. Yeah, no like, excuses. You can do it a little bit more. And basically, it's half a gallon of water. I'm charging through them, getting about two a day. It's Amazing. I'm pissing absolute nonstop Swarovski crystals now at this Beautiful. point. Beautiful. But prior to the big water bottle coming into my life, as we know, Coke and coffee, Coke and coffee. And somebody who obviously is concerned about my welfare. Thank you very much to this creep, Sinead, on Twitter. Thank you, Sinead. It's Irish for Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you. On a wire fad. <laughs> um, okay. Kamala Eshkel. <laughs> Shout out to our international listeners. Uh, women's Coca-Cola addiction, deadly. Okay. Oh, deadly. Not deadly. <laughs> <laughs> Truly deadly, as in killed her dead. Right. Okay. Woman Natasha Harris died tragically and her family fought for three years to get her off it no to have it proven that coke 
The was coke the... consumption had contributed to her death. Was she taking it intravenously? <laughs> I mean, I would say if she was taking it intravenously, she wouldn't have had to drink so much. We're talking 10 litres a day, guys. Wow. Jesus, that's a lot of anything. Yes, it Isn't is. It? So, yeah. A lot of tea might even do that to you. I would genuinely like a lot say of water a lot of water might yeah. do that to you. Yeah, and how, what was her cause of death in the end? Well, drowning. They, <laughs> drowning, yeah, might have been. They basically said, the, they, the, coroner, the coroner eventually found that drinking too much Coke, quote, helped kill. The mother of eight. And I do feel like that is a crucial mother fact. Of eight. Eight God love her. Idea. God so love her. I would say her well being was in the was toilet. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. At the bottom this of the This is mind. all she had. Eight children. Like, exactly. I was like, initially, I was like, she's 10 litres of coke. Come on. And then I was like, oh, eight kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, I'd be doing just the 10 litres of heroin, I'd say. If did, I had she ha- kids. did she have a tooth left in her head? Um, yeah, yeah, she did. Like she's yeah. really young, and she basically went into cardiac arrest. Oh God! She was thirty years old. Oh my God! Yeah, it's tragic. You um, know, that's you raise me up. We no are need. really circling Jen, the misery toilet. But this no. is this is vintage misery. Okay, Grant. Um, so ten liters of coke a day, right? Which is, and this is kind of interesting. This is only twice. The recommended safe daily limit of caffeine. Oh, really? So it's not caffeine. Actually, my... So I would say I'm on... I hate saying it because I feel judgment, but I would say I'd easily go more than a litre of coffee in a day. Because... Stop it. You don't know what a litre looks like. Just think yeah, for yourself. No, That's okay. but how many espressos are you talking about in I a litre? I don't make an espresso. I make a cafetiere and I make about three... Over the course of a I morning. don't think that's a problem. I really I don't. don't think, well, yeah, I think uh, certainly that's... I feel a lot safer. Exactly. Now, now, when I do die of the cardiac arrest on the toilet in this instance. Yeah. I'd say she's on the toilet a lot. Well, she I would say been. she's in there hiding from the eight kids. She is. Like you'd have to be. God, I, I mean, her. if you think about it though, at least three out of the eight are in there with her. Like there's no, like just odds mm. are. Like no there's escape. no chance she's alone in there. Ten litres. Poor dose. And um, basically, it was also equal to, now this is a lot, I would say, at one kilogram of sugar. That's a lot of sugar. A day. Yeah. That's a lot to crunch through, isn't it? <sighs> like, a, like a whole bag. Just sugar. Fuck me. You like, sure, yeah. Yeah. Like, thank God it would be in syrup form and it would go down because the grit. The grit the alone. Grit. And you also, just the stickiness, the pervasive stickiness of your life would be Good a lot God. to manage. But basically, this family were like, this, they wanted Coke to take responsibility insofar as they wanted a warning label put on Coke. Yeah. I think that's really, really reasonable. Um, but as, uh, as of, now, still no warning label on Cooks. Okay. Right. Okay. You, you know? I mean, the thing is, the other argument is, you could die They also of want anything. the caffeine levels dropped. Like, you, you could die by just overdoing anything at all, any substance at all. And not, you know, moderation is key, yeah, as we know. Yeah, like, once back in the day when I used to do performance art, um, I had to do this one, it was like a short performance that involved eating a pear. Yes. But it was at a show and they wanted the performances to be kind of rolling on and on throughout the day. I ate 17 pears 
in, in, a, in like a morning. And? And then like I just, How I, I could have shit myself to death, I'd say. Really? Maybe, Absolute yeah. Absolute Another four pairs. That would have been me. Did, how we always end, in my mind, I was like, how many bananas would it take to kill you? We've done this, how many bananas would it take? So many times, I know the answer is 438. <laughs> well, That's how many bananas would kill you. In a day, right? Here's the other thing. Apple seeds, arsenic. Oh. Oh, Cherry yeah. seeds, even more arsenic. What about poppy seeds? How many poppy seeds to get a nice little chill on? I don't know. I haven't I explored. bananas. I'm like, banasa. Tell me about the bananas. B A N A N A S. I have an unbelievable story to tell you today. Yay! It is so big of a story. Again, another one of the stories. I I doubt either of you might have heard about, but maybe so. The name Liz Carmichael ring any bells? Liz Carmichael. Liz Carmichael. No. It is an. Are you? Will I tell it to you? But this is reminding me of the dot com name. This Kim.com. No, do you know why? Because I think Kim.com would listen to the podcast Who's about Kim. himself. Kim.com is the man who invented uh, oh, Mega Share. Remember Mega Load or oh, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. the big sharing thing? And then uh, he, he was. Blew his load and... Well, he, New Zealand Wait, blew he their load. Like He's, no, no, he didn't. No, no, no. He's still alive and well and suggesting we all buy Bitcoin currently on his Twitter. Um, Will I ever tell you about that? Someday. But today is all about Liz. Okay. Great. Excited. I have a big con as well, I'll tell you, in the hive. Oh, From great. a man called Gregor McGregor. Gregor McGregor? Yeah. That's his real name. Gregor McGregor. Why would you choose it? A... Dunno, it's it's a historical creep. Okay. Nice. Okay, funny as we're on names. Liz Carr Michael. She had a car. Car by name, car by nature. She knew how to drive. Uh, Liz's she story began in um, as she was born. Mm-hmm. But Liz is a trans individual. So I'm going to... Liz is a female. So I'm going to use female throughout the whole story. That is her... That is her performance. Okay. Yeah, she's a trans yeah. woman. Exactly. Yeah. So she was born into a regular family. And uh, she... Like from the gift of the gab from day one. G-O-G. Liz had it. She was like a tiny salesperson from the age of four. Excellent. Unbelievable self uh, so, sort of belief. Like uh, the power to sell sand to the Arabs. Isn't that a phrase? Say that phrase now at this would that point. Be, that would Probably be, that's offensive. Retired. Would that be an offensive What one? about sell stenos to the Huns? Stenos <laughs> to the Huns. Absolutely nay bother. There's a big chunk of this story that, that I'm just going to glide over because I really want to really like Liz. Um, but the thing about it is she was married three times before the uh, before the age of like 30. And oh, during those it. marriages, she what had marriage five children. So, oh, wow. right. so she was uh, drafted in World War II, went over to Germany, met a, met a woman there, had two kids there and uh, absconded from that family. And I n- never to be spoken of again. I don't know what happened, whether they remained in contact. It's unlikely. She disappeared out of that family's life. Back over to the States, she married twice again. Yeah. And had more children. Still at the around the age of 30 when those two marriages fell. So mm-hmm. she had five kids under her belt at that point. Mm-hmm. But she, it seems like, absconded from all of those families. Right. Like completely. 
cut and I'm just gone. at the point, and maybe it's just because it's coming off the back of midterm. <laughs> I can't hold that against anyone. I know. Not at this point. It's I'm a, like, look, sure. It's overwhelming. And absconding is such a kind of a jolly term for it, <laughs> isn't it? Like, oh, it sort of is. I've absconded. The I'm t- on a skite. <laughs> She's on a skate. She's off on a skate there. Uh, so Liz at this point was kind of absolute. Everybody loved her. She was totally charming. Had no problem at all. Like getting into relationships mm. with people. And then getting those people married to her. And then getting their family to purchase a house. And to start right. the ball rolling for a family. Yeah. That everyone believed would exist. Uh-huh. Um, but Liz wasn't staying put. And she was out of there. So she spent a few nights, kind of a few, a couple of years alone, kind of wandering the city, and she bumped into a very nice but very young girl called Vivian, mm-hmm. and uh, Liz and Vivian hit it off like an absolute. They were completely made for each other. Right. Mm-hmm. They were. It was amazing. Their relationship was really strong. Um, Liz was presenting as a man at this time. We we're What's in the fifties. A lot. So I think Liz at that point was in her 30s. Vivian was 16, 17, 18, around that age. Very young. So anyway, uh, in Liz goes, takes up with Vivian and they have five children over the course of, I don't know, eight years or something. Really tight. Jesus, and now she's up to double digits with the kids. Yeah, but the first five seem to be gone, as in no... But there's no, I don't think there's any well, money like, getting funneled. Kids don't that really way. count until you're on your sixth or seventh. Exactly. Or the yeah. first five, it's like when you're making pancakes. Exactly. Yeah. And the first few are just, yeah. whatever. What's going on? The pan's not hot enough. Yeah, I yeah. know. You've got to you burn a few of the fruit. Yeah. So anyway. Shrove Tuesday tomorrow. That's Here, that's it. Can't wait. Or today. In is fact, that the forehead? This, through the power of audio, this is coming out to you on Shrove Tuesday. And then it? the Ash Wednesday. That's a favourite of mine. Does that come after Shrove Tuesday? I Does, presume. It? As it's Wednesday. Oh, and then we're into Lent. And yeah. then we're into Lent. And oh then Easter. God. And then Easter. And then all our sins are forgiven because Jesus died on the cross. And okay. then came back to life. Back into Liz and Vivian. Yeah. I feel like Five kids. Oh, yeah, okay. Very little spondulies, but if there's one thing we know about Liz is that she can polish any turd. <laughs> she can fucking make a business out of anything. So at the point that she, the way she was making money for her family at that point was going around door to door sales. So she had a great scam going whereby she'd roll up with a knitting machine to a house. Ding dong. Hi, I'm Liz. Oh. Here's a knitting machine. And the woman answered, uh, for the most part, a woman would answer. And Liz would go, I'll, okay, here, you just pay me for the machine, right? And then I'll be back in a fortnight and I will buy everything you make on it. Right. Well, it was a scam. Okay. Because the machine was paid for and off Liz went, disconnecting phone call. She did, <laughs> he, she did the same thing with uh, Hoovers were on the go as well. So it was all, so they, this family had to move quickly and every so in the space of three years they moved 21 times across oh, the right. USA I think it's a false economy because she's scamming away but then the outlay on a move yeah every it's true but she's looking for a big hitter okay so she's like on the hunt for something big she even invented this amazing it sounds incredibly dangerous and looks an awful lot like a toaster that you'd lower into the, the bath with you okay but it is a uh, like a, a jacuzzi bubble maker for your bath so you'd plug it in. Oh no. And then I you'd would. lower it in to Absolutely. the into the bathtub yeah, with you. One hundred percent. I've watched so many videos on those um bidet toilet seats you can get now. And Squirting I'm up your hole. Yeah, contemplating it. It's just a little add on for your toilet. Oh, yeah, Ask play. Do you remember we did the Japanese toilets um 
um, death by toilet. No, no, it was just like you know, kind of marveling at the accessories, at the ingenuity. Yes. So, but this is the the amazing things the human mind can be at. If only there was a big fish. Funny, I said fish there because the next. Oh. Landing uh, a big kahuna. The next place they fell, some little town in the USA, and uh, Vivian and Liz were like, what hell are we going to do now? We need to start again. And uh, Liz was, was like, there's a little shop on the corner there for free, and I know a lad with a few monkeys. Let's open a pet shop. And Great Vivian idea. was like, sounds grand. Let's kick the ball off. So we had like kittens, puppies, and then the exotic element mm-hmm. of the pet shop. And uh, a lot of those baby exotics would come home with the family, and they'd have a great, like the... Okay, I must tell you now, I watched a four-part documentary on this. They interviewed various individuals from Liz's life, um, but one being one of her daughters, Candy. And she just tells the most fucking amazing stories of their childhood. Like, along with all of the moves. I would call Candy. Candy. I think you could put it off with the stenos. I do too. Yeah. And like, yeah. Maybe it could be your stage name. Candy White. Candy White. Candy White. White. Yeah. Yeah. Although I already have my poll name. Candy Poltergeist69. Oh, Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that fits. No, that's, that's my better. Instagram, my poll, my private poll Instagram that contains only one picture. Come, come and follow. Only Request to follow, guys. <laughs> so, so they had the shop going, the pet shop. And Liz was like, oh, okay, it's making a bit of money, but not enough. Do you know where there's money? Tropical fish. And She's everyone's not like, wrong, okay. Though. Yeah, apparently so, right? So they breed really quick. You get loads of baby fish and then you sell the babies for you know, 100 quid a pop. Exotic wow. uh, fish. People are mad for fish. People are stupid. Yeah. They are, so yeah. Uh, Liz was saving up, saving up and then she was like, Grant, now I bought a thousand fish tanks and I'm filling the whole house with fish tanks but we've run out of house. So she starts going around door to door and she's like, Harry and Michael, I've got a great business idea. I need more space. Could you flood your basement and we'll breed a load of baby exotic fish? And Michael's <laughs> like, sounds Grant. I'll definitely, I'm in. <laughs> and uh, there, like people really went with her it, like it was an incredible story I'm also watching the Kanye West documentary also would recommend but it's that same sort of maniacal self-belief and they're yeah. just unstoppable like it, it, no matter what everything is up against you they are just absolutely focused on the target and just plowing ahead snow yeah. plow mode so <clears throat> Liz is getting the baby fish going all the neighbours were involved and uh, there was, you know, there's some great footage of it's one of the uh, one somebody's basement, and they have a huge trough, and like I don't know, a million maybe baby fish getting <sighs> scooped out with a colander. It's just fucking genius. crazy, but genius. Yeah. So the money was rolling in and rolling in, but Liz was hungry for more. Ah uh, yeah. More money, but also aware that all of the fuckery she had done in all the previous states mm. were going to catch up with her eventually. Yeah. So she needed a business plan that was not something that they could take with them on the move. So again, podcast. Liz got rumbled. <laughs> Liz got rumbled with the fish in the fish shop, and uh, all it took was somebody and a police officer ringing the, you know, whatever state she was in, looking for the description. I must tell you uh, as well. At this time, she was presenting as male. Uh, Liz's name at that point was Jerry. Dean, mm. Geraldine. So oh, yeah. she kind of went with Geraldine initially, but then it changed it to Liz. So anyway, so so the guys ringing the, from the police station for the previous thing with maybe the Hoover situation. They're like, mm. this guy has run off with loads of people's money. Um, here's the description. Uh, 
and then she might get rumbled. So the fish stuff got rumbled. So in the dead of night, as per the other 21 moves that had happened previous, all the five kids piled into the back of the Chrysler and they took behind the wheel and headed off. And Liz and Vivian were like, what are we going to do? We need, uh, we need another business. You know, the fish game was great and all. And uh, Liz was like, look, I saw in the newspaper, this small town had a printing press for sale, like a very small newspaper press. Mm -hmm. And she was like, we're going to go there and we're going to print ourselves some money. (laughs) And Vivian was like, great, let's go. Like Vivian just fucking went. She was committed. Oh, I mean, yeah. she was having a great time. Like, that's it. What's she the said alternative? Time. She yeah. sort of fucking was. And she was homeschooling all the kids as well. So oh. that's as painful. But I think it was um, it was pretty basic. St- like they were just doing the pretty reading and writing. Stuff. I don't think they'd, they would have been... Reading, uh, writing and fraud. A reading, writing and fraud and life experience. <laughs> and of the candy, the daughter, that one of the daughters that was interviewed speaks so fondly about the time. Like you can imagine the stress eating into Vivian. And also from Liz's perspective, like knowing, like you all just follow me on my mad madness. I get it. Like, but anyway, they were in it together. Everyone was moving. They were a family, close knit, on the move, printing money. So they were printing money in the old printing press uh, and it was coming out all crispy and nice. And then Vivian was like, we need to get some tea staining going. Remember Mm -hmm. doing that in primary school? Yeah. To make your treasure Being maps. The yeah. Of the exactly. Map. Exactly. So they started doing this. And now they were working with like low enough dollar bills, five, 10, 20, you know, 50s. But they had to slowly spread it out. So they kind of brought in a few individuals in the community. Liz, ever the salesperson, was like, I need five people and I'll give you $20 each. And we just need to put the, get this money. Clean it. Cleaned it. Yeah. yeah, rinsed. Like, go to the shop, get your change. The fake money's gone and you got the real money. We'll take a cut. Everyone's fine. And everything is always fine with Liz. Yeah. For just over a year until things start falling apart. Because when you start making fake money and you live in a small town and someone's like, I've got this fake $20 bill, $20 bill yeah. it's fairly easy to trace back. Mm-hmm. And you've got the people working for the scam. And then after so eventually that, you're going to be like, if I was just printing my own money. Exactly, exactly. So they were like, we've got to get out of here. We're hitting the fucking bricks again. We're going to get rumbled. On the road again. Can't wait wait to get on the road again. So back into the Chrysler they go. And they head off across country. And they land in California. The place of hopes and dreams. California. California. So we're in California. And Liz is like, I am determined to get a real job. Ah. <laughs> don't, Liz. And no. she was like, don't. I've got to do it. Everyone's on their knees here. i got to play it clean. And the thing about Liz, all this time, of course, was manufacturing fake IDs and fake names. Yeah. And uh, she's, I'd say she was doing that in her sleep. Absolutely. Like, Sophie, like what do you want? Grade stuff. Abs- she had to. Forging death certificates. A piece of piss. So that's what they used to do as well with the kids. Claims on her own kids and then killing them. Yeah, they used to fake kill the kids. They didn't fake kill the kids, but they would change the identity of the children as well. And they would often take uh, names of, they'd find young people who had died names in the paper. Like graveyards and stuff or something. All you had to do apparently was see the death notice, contact the local 
place where all the papers shit is say I'd like the death certificate of this individual and then with the de- something about or the birth certificate of this individual yeah. and they would assume that identity and because the person was deceased Dead, nobody yeah. would come after and be like wait no, a minute yeah. I know Claire do you remember we did that episode about faking your own death and yeah. that was one of the really common ways to do that to successfully do like except that I remember the author Elizabeth Greenwood playing dead well done. great book uh, she said they literally would go down to the graveyard and get the and names be looking for the baby graves well, that's oh, like they'd that's get what was somebody who had died within days or weeks or yes. months of being born rather yeah. than somebody that like had lived and then had a bit of a life <sighs> so that was part of the assuming of identity and at this point Liz was operating like from her family her born family kind of it doesn't seem like they kept in touch much but Vivian's family were knitted into this completely Vivian had a younger brother who was only less than a year younger than her and they were tight and this little guy absolutely adored Liz and just thought Liz was the fucking shit like money was coming out everywhere and at one point he was like Liz I want a qualification from Harvard and Liz was like, no problem at all. Printed Say it no more. Say <laughs> no more. In you go. So anyway, this is all going on. Liz determined to get a real job and lands a fucking job. Someone finally gives her an opportunity. At this point, the difficulty with getting a real job was that Liz had... CV full of gas. CV full of gas. No, Liz was now... Travelling Europe. Liz. So she had transitioned in terms of visually. Oh, yeah. So she was... She was... But she was in her 40s at this point. She had just transitioned. Liz was a very tall individual and it like... She's just facing a lot of discrimination. It, the, huge. Like we're, in, we're talking 1971. Yeah. We're in California. She was just not catching a break anywhere. But she mm. met this guy called Sam who was an older guy who owned this PR marketing firm and uh, obviously was like, all right, Liz, you have a gift here with the gab. And we can make this work. And Liz was like, okay, fantastic. I'm coming in. And Sam was the only person that had ever given that, like, it was amazing. Sam was fantastic. Liz kicked it off. She was unbelievable. They had 100 salespeople on the floor. Time and time again, maybe there was two sales a week. Those two sales only ever came from Liz. Mm-hmm. She was fucking killing it. Okay. So she was kind of moving up the ranks in, the, in this kind of marketing agency. And there was people coming in looking for the services of the marketing company. And this one individual by the name of Dale came in. And uh, he was a designer, a product designer and an engineer. And he had this prototype designed and was looking for money to get this shit off the ground. And what this was, was a three-wheeled car, the likes of which had never been seen before. And it was gorgeous. It looked exactly like a suppository. <laughs> it was like a sporty little, a little sport. looking fucking at it amazing. Now. Yeah. And just to put it all really this is. shit in perspective. Like a mix between, uh, you know, the, the Yazoo yes, things that you the make? Duck the duck callers. And uh, suppository, yes. Yeah. I love it. I stood immediately, Liz was like, you, Dale, are a genius. This is going to absolutely fly. And you know why? Because what we had in the US at the time was a, the in terrible oil crisis. There was absolutely nothing. The petrol stations were empty. People couldn't heat their homes. It was all the shit going on overseas um, war-wise. And they cut off the supply to the US for oil. 
Yeah. And the prices were spiraling. So, and at the time, car manufacturers were building the heaviest and the lowest and the least, you know, efficient cars ever. Think of those big old Cadillacs. Yeah. They would be like, mm. they, this is how it was phrased, gallons, right? So those big cars might have got two miles to the gallon or maybe five. And the Dale was offering 75 to 100 miles to the gallon. Wow! This thing was fucking amazing. It was going to change everything for everybody. And wait for this as well. It was only going to cost two, excuse me, thousand dollars per car, which was very good value. And it looked like this amazing. So, so Liz like, Dale, you're onto an unbelievable winner here. Dale was like, I don't know, Liz. I just need a few bob. Um, and she was like, no, no. This is it. This is going to make us all fucking famous. And we're going to push this through and we're going to get her done. Dale was like, okay, Liz. So, so began Liz's one woman motor car extravaganza traveling show. Yeah. So, like, imagine Kanye and all those fucking billionaires. Uh, but mostly kind of individuals like Kanye with the running their mouth and making all these fucking promises and talking a load of shite all the time. And it was hard to kind of know. Just go easy for a minute, Liz. Liz was like, I drove this thing into a wall at 50 miles an hour. Not a scratch. <laughs> and then meanwhile, the engineers behind her are like, Liz, there's no fucking engine. This thing doesn't exist yet. Will you cool your jets? So, she so she's selling up. them before they're made. She's selling well, them based how, on a prototype. Well, this is how they were going to raise um, the, the funds money. to get her done. So she hired in the best she could. And she also packed out her, oh, what was it called? 20th Century Motors or something like that. A 20th century motor car company, right? She painted this name. She had a huge lot on the equivalent of fucking Grafton Street in California. Everyone could see it. The Dale was in the window. She had the the lads working in lab coats in behind. She was on a huge sales pitch. And she, in her own words, said, I'm going to build the public exactly what they're looking for. I'm going to knock the hell out of Detroit doing it. And um, she was going to do it. She had unbelievable self-belief. She was doing incredible interviews. There's a few interviews uh, that you can still see in the documentary cover them, but you can Google them too. She's just Magnetic. sucks you mm. in. Yeah. And so much so that everybody she was who came on to work for her bought into it exactly. And, and she was right. Like this product was fantastic. It did. In theory. Yes, it didn't exist yet. But you could see how she was like, this is a no-brainer. Mm, like, yes, yeah. we have to get her done. Mm. But um, cart before the horse and all. Uh, however, so the lads she got in, some ex-NASA guys as well, uh, came in to work for her. And uh, she was pumping out money in terms of getting the PR, doing the interviews, printing this, that and the other, getting tours going through the company in order to generate all this excitement so the funders would come in. Mm. So meanwhile, like, put yourself back in the time situation again. So Liz was attracting attention, number one, because she was courting it, because this was her job and she was really good at it. Mm. And number two, she looked strange to people, right? Yeah. So it was clear to some people that something was slightly different about Liz. And one individual in particular took a very keen interest in undercover, in blowing uh, the top off this right. shit, right? And that individual's name was Dick, Dick. Ted. 
pet. Dick oh shit, I forgot his second name. Carlson. So you recognize this name? No. Dick Carlson. He was a journalist and a very, he was only a new journalist at the time. And he got a bee in his bonnet about Liz and fucking harassed her and all of her staff into the ground. I can't remember the name of the television show, one of the news networks he was on. But after all this ended, it turned out that he had run 27 specials about Liz Carmichael and the Dale. And you're talking about a company here that's not doing anything illegal. This is a traditional way of making a product. Pre-sales. Yes, and bringing it to market. Exactly. So they were also taking a huge amount of pre-sales. So you could put anywhere from between a thousand or full price paid to get your name on a list and you'd get one of the newest Dales coming out. Mm. And uh, meanwhile, Dick had done a... Complete interview with Liz, but hadn't there was no there was no outing with Liz at that point yet. He just interviewed her, and Liz did a fucking amazing interview, but it was riddled with spoofery. Mm-hmm. So Liz had said that she had this degree in engineering and motorized engineering, or you know all okay, of this yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. qualifications. She understood how cars worked, which she definitely did, but she didn't have the qualifications yeah so dick was like so i'm gonna start ringing around the colleges and see if this exists uh, and of course never was able to find liz carmichael's name on any of those nor right. would they have been anyway because her name had been changed but anyway so he went back to liz liz was like get the fuck out of my face i'm trying to do a company here could you just leave me alone and also stop harassing my staff at this point dick had been trying to blackmail a number of staff members into doing interviews he, and this was sort of ongoing. He was like oh, camped out in their fucking foyer of the company every day. He just wouldn't leave it alone, mm. right? Okay, back in the company, meanwhile, everything's going great. Liz is like, money's dried up a bit and the page, last month's paychecks have not cashed. So the lads in the uh, car making, they all come up in the white coats. They burst into Liz's office and they're like, you need to pay us. We have mortgages to pay. What the hell is going on? Like you said, you hired us for this amount to work. We've worked. Where's our money? Liz mm. was like, guys, 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 chill. But like Liz is working for a company. This is Liz's company. She sets up the, she the, set up the, the 20th, 20th century, century motor, motor oh, car. So she's car. agreed yeah, to be like the distributor the of the Dale. Sorry, exactly. Sorry, gotcha. yeah. So now these are all her staff coming in going, where's the fucking money, Liz? Yeah. We need to get paid. Liz, in an act of unbelievable spin, nearly had them all in tears. We'll do anything for you, Liz. She was like, guys, we've got these Japanese lads coming in. They're coming in in two weeks. They said they're going to give us 10 million quid if they can see a working car, right? And the lads were like, okay, Liz, you're telling me two weeks, 21st of December, 10 million quid's coming in, guys. We're all going to be rich. Just stick with me. And they were like, okay, we're doing this. A couple of them started crying. We're doing anything for you, Liz. We're back in the game. (laughs) And she was like, get back to work. We've got to get this shit on the road. And everyone's like, man, working away on the car, doing all the bits. Yeah, exactly. Trying the windows, kicking the tires, all that shit. And uh, then the 31st of December rolls in. And the Dale is brought out to the car park in the front and I don't know was it eight or nine eight or nine Bentleys pull up and everyone's fucking shitting it yeah. they were like holy shit here's the Japanese with the ten dollar ten million dollars the FBI holy it's not restless. it's legit Japanese people oh amazing <laughs> and, uh, with money to spend and um, here's the kicker so this guy, he's like, oh, they haven't figured out how to do the test drive. They were like, okay, who's going to do the, t- which one of us will do the test drive? And this, uh. this man puts himself forward. And then he says, and so he's like of kind of 
an average weight, maybe just kind of a pretty light individual. And he said, well, give me Steve as well, a much heavier individual. And they sit in to do the test drive. Now, theoretically speaking, this is still a prototype. All the Japanese people wanted to see was this car moving. Right. No trickery, no trick acting. Just move it gently in one line. And also for a visual, like, it's got the two wheels in front. That's right. The wheel one on the, the rear. one on the back. Now, it definitely could. There, there, there's, there are a three-wheel car. I cycle a three-wheel bicycle myself. It doesn't handle corners. That's just part of a three-wheeler's gig. You just got to take it fucking slow. You have a three-wheel bicycle? Yeah. Two in the front and one in the back. Oh, it's the two on the front carrier thing. Two with the kids, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. the corners, development, right? So, oh, yeah. So this guy gets in. And, like, this guy is interviewed in the... It's so fucking weird, right? He gets into the car. He gets Michael in beside him. And he takes off 50 miles an hour going straight. And everyone's like, why are you fucking nailing this? Just chill out and drive it regularly. He slams on the brakes. He hits the bend. Going to the right. Michael's there. The whole car topples over. Goes over on the two wheels. Slams back down. It's all over. Japanese guys are like, we don't, we can't invest in this. This is dangerous. He's fucking blown it. He's blown it for everybody. So he's a guy who works for Liz. He works for Liz. But here's what was happening in the background. They don't say this in the documentary, but it's, it's, it feels like this must have happened. So Dick, you remember that journalist? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dick Carlson. It feels like at this point, he like he would have well known that this was coming down the line. He was there every day. He yeah. knew these investors were coming in. He definitely got involved in some tomfoolery here and mm. potentially bribed this individual into making a hames of the test drive in order to bring Liz down. And okay. by Weirdo. Jesus, they fucking brought her down. So at this point, they had all the money stacked up. All of the promise was balanced on this. Uh, they were in, I think they were still in California at this point. They revoked their license for manufacturing cars. Liz was like, we've got to get out of here. I'm not letting go of this dream. We're moving to Texas. But all of this other shit was going on in the background. So at this point, Dick had bribed one of the staff into getting fingerprints oh. from Liz. Okay. And those fingerprints of Liz's directly linked her to all of the various types of fraud of that she had committed uh, over the back 10 years. So in the distance, the time it took for the lads to get to get into the cars and head to Houston, Texas, the police met them there. No. They arrested Liz. The dream's over. The dream is over. The kids were all like, holy shit balls. How is this happening? The dream is over. They've arrested Liz. She's been brought in uh, on trials against fraud. Mm. Liz was like, they are going to annihilate me. Look at what I am. I'm a trans individual. I'm up for fraud, which is interesting. Like from the public's perspective at that time, the whole trial was supposed to be Liz versus the state of California. Uh, Did you or did you not steal money specifically the car dealership stuff. So they were trying to get the money back from the individuals and thought like you were selling people bullshit. You were Mm. taking all these deposits Mm. without the intention of actually creating a car. Liz was like, I won't be able to get 
a lawyer here that's going to be able to def- like she just knew she was up against it yeah. yeah so she was in jail for 14 months awaiting trial and during that time she trained herself to be a lawyer and she was like I'm going to represent myself very good now that's always that something well, exactly <laughs> like famous people throughout history bad Jeff ones Wendy. except for the one time we did a story of someone who defended themselves in court and won oh who was that cannot remember Anyway, the and court... also, Ted Bundy was commended by the judge of his trial who said he would have made an excellent lawyer. <laughs> That's because true. Because patriarchy. That was, that was particularly gross. Anyway, back to Liz, who's definitely not Ted Bundy and never did anything in any way violent. Like, the police stormed into their house in Texas with guns she blazing. She people over. But like, Americans hate when you take their money. Yeah. Like, they absolutely hate it. Love money, hate when you take it. Yes. Yeah. They go mad, right, for that. So everyone was raging. Oh, and the, Liz crazy. was in jail, awaiting trial, doing her studies. And the, st- the trial date arri- arri- arose and she began to fight for her fucking life. And not only that, so they'd arrested Liz and they put her in a men's prison. Oh, oh my God. So she was in seriously Inhumane. dangerous yeah. Uh, circumstances and she she was horrendously assaulted in there and she arrived on one of her trial days just black and blue two black eyes a huge um, gouge out of her forehead like absolutely disaster nightmare and her kids and everybody looking at her anyway so she the trial rumbled on and she was doing her absolute best and there was a momentous kind of uh, event in the trial whereby the judge Dick was on you remember that journal mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. one of the uh, witnesses for the I can never remember is it de- the defense would be uh, the, the prosecution the prosecution the yes yeah. okay so they brought Dick up mm-hmm. Dick time and time again refused to use the correct pronouns doggedly referring to Liz as her previous name would not be correct the judge in fact then got, had to get involved and amazingly he was like well he had a conversation with Liz and he was like um, w- which pronouns are we going with here what would you prefer mm-hmm. yeah. and whatever you say we're, we'll stick with and I'll make sure that everybody uses them yeah, and that was an amazing hateful. moment of in the legal it was one of the first times anything had happened in that way so mm. an incredible sort of weird timing turning point however anyway so the trial rumbled on and like it was there was some tomfoolery with one of the jurors and uh, like uh, Liz was found guilty like a full house of jurors she opted for a juror uh, juror trial rather than a judge judgment Mm. because she thought she'd have a better chance of winning them over and explaining what was going on and she was right she was like there was three car giants in the country uh, and Jesus can I even remember even one of them Ford Ford um and two others right and nobody else had been able to manage to break through the car industry and every small person that tried with a new design got annihilated yeah and that's this was her argument she was like I'm being picked off by the big guys here I haven't been given fair a fair go and I would be able to manufacture the cars that people had paid for if you let me out of jail yeah and they were like okay right but the trial became way more about Liz being a fraud yeah. Here but she that's was. It. Like, yeah, this was actually her going straight, but yeah. it was meaningless yeah. because of her track record. Exactly. So the press was uh, disgusting, and but Liz was strong. Like she, uh, she was interviewed the, uh, through the whole process, 
And she was so eloquent and so calm and so focused on the end goal. She was like an amazing, she just amazing strength. Like it's phenomenal against all odds. And did Dale come to her defense or like? Dale was uh, not a not a big player anymore. Really. Uh, Sam came to her defense. She interviewed every one of the guys she worked for, who mm-hmm. she owed money to, and yeah. they all said they would work for her again in a heartbeat. They loved her. Yeah. They believed in her. Yeah. And they were all part of her defense. And still, it was considered she'd still, as far as the court was concerned, she was found guilty. And during the time in which she was released and awaiting then uh, the judge to say, how long are you going to spend in prison? She fucking legged it. Oh, oh very good. So she and... Jeez, I thought she said, I thought you were going to say she got married. No, no she, she was a goner. So she hightailed it and she was, there was a warrant out for arrest. She absconded. managed to stay absconded for years. Yes. So she uh, managed by way of her family. This is really interesting. Like during the time that the family were on the move, they stayed she in touch. They stayed mm. in touch with uh, other family members and they used to do meetups by putting these weird ads in local papers, like taking out an ad saying, oh. like things like, if you're still interested in buying the llama, contact this number or meet you at this oh, point. Deadly. And they have these amazing family reunions. So she stayed in America. She like, stayed she in America. They moved, they've, they wanted... I why people don't move, like Two, It's because Cork. America's so huge. Yeah. And know, also all of the laws are different. Well, that's it. You think like put a C between you, but Just sure, I, like they wouldn't. The but Canada. also, yeah, yeah, that would have been a better shake. However, so they settled. She spent time away from her family, and then time back with her family. And Vivian and Liz, at this point, ha, Vivian had enough of life on the road, and she wanted to marry again. So they divorced, but remained very tight, very good friends throughout their both of their lives. And the children I at love that point. Them. Amazing. Just such a great couple. It's so sad that Vivian had, had died since because she was such a fascinating person. And, yeah, and presumably Vivian, you know, was like all there for Liz when she came out of yes. France. Oh, and yeah. Like they'd they had... were, I mean, the 70s in America, like, yes, was a time for like the gay rights movement. Mm-hmm. But like it was everything, you know, like there are other like identities left behind yes. when one thing gains ground yeah. and like... You know, trans rights, I'm sure, was like not top of the no. gay rights movement agenda. No. I mean, they had a lot of work they were doing anyway. But, but even interfamily, so like, uh, in, in, within family the family and, everything, and the yeah. children. So the children went through a slow process of transitioning with Liz. Mm. So uh, like Candy during the interviews talks about like uh, the very slow way that everyone was introduced to the new name and they were all totally aware of what was going on. Liz was completely vocal about everything she was feeling at all times. They were in it with her. That's amazing. That's what it sounds like from Candy's perspective, one of the daughters and she would, they were mad about her. It's kind of crazy because Liz was obviously unbelievably shit to several previous Well, that's families. the bit that I can't yeah. and then, feel good like, about. This sounds really then like, but like people change throughout the course of their lives. They do. And also like Liz was living a lie. During all of those during previous. During previous families. Yeah. And like the trauma of like that hidden life and you know, mm-hmm. the shame and everything. Like it's not something we can actually identify with or speak to no. at all. So like, it is amazing that they then had this really positive it is isn't it that stuck together so tight yeah and so so eventually then Liz and Vivian were like okay Vivian's ready to start afresh the kids are a bit older Vivian was like all right guys do you want to go with your mom Liz or do you want to go with me 
and they all picked Liz. So Vivian was like, cool. cool. Uh, I mean, they stayed in touch. Everything seemed okay, but it was, that was what ended up happening to their family. Wait for this, right? So they landed in Texas. They managed to get about four acres of land <clears throat> and a number of mobile homes. And Liz was like, we got to get money going. I've got an idea for a business. And the kids were like, we're with you. We're with you, Liz. <laughs> Absolutely. They, yeah. Or were they like, are you sure, mom? Because this has repeatedly gone wrong. Exactly. Well, just bring something to your attention yeah. for a second, right? This is, I know, this is Liz, yeah. right? When Liz ident- when was living as a man, yeah. right? And this is D.B. Cooper. Hello. Holy shit. Okay. What's the timeline? It's similar. So D.B. Cooper is 1971. 70s. This is all Liz happening at that time. In the 70s. Oh, get so to, isn't up that close fucking up. amazing? This is D.B. Cooper. And look, pay attention to this sketch and this particular, like, there's a point of sort of a frown in between the eyebrows, a divot. And this is... Oh, no, it is really similar. That is uncanny. Have we just solved D.B. Cooper? Have we? Have well, we? no, because Liz had already come out by 71. She had, but she was fucking busy. Like, And she was very busy. She, there, yeah. there was never a time that she was not seen. If anyone doesn't know D.B. Cooper, there's an episode. I wonder if it is on the main feed. God, yeah. could be. Who knows? One of them. Um, so Liz is with the family in Texas and she's like, I've got a new idea. We're going to sell flowers. We're going to enlist um, ex-vets that are on the street now, people who are down and out and we're going, they're, they're going to sell our flowers. They'll take a cut. We'll take a cut and we can house them here on this land. Mm-hmm. And it fucking worked. Like a number of people who'd worked with Liz came on and said like, yeah, it was a good di- gig. Like one of the she songs. She got the gang back together. She got like the, the gang. opening of Ocean's Eleven. Exactly. She started bringing around. She's like, we're doing flowers this time. Yeah. We're doing flowers. Yeah. So she kind of was rolling. She sent one of the boys, one of her sons out to do pickups. So he'd drive around the van and he'd find people who were sort of definitely down their luck and said like, if do you want to, I have a job and you can come and live here too. It's like a job. And they would say, yeah, cool. And they'd again get delivered out for four hours work with bunches of flowers and they'd go home back to Liz's place. And she looked after everything. And she was doing great. But she hate paid she hated paying tax. Very uh, relatable. Fair, fair That's pay. why she was in really? Texas. She didn't believe in anything, but you can understand why her mindset was like that. She'd been screwed so many times. She was an outsider from birth. This is not this is just the way she operated. Yeah, yeah. And did I say no. like mainstream society has done nothing for her? Nothing except continuously her and fucked her over. So anyway, she was there. She, We're okay, coming yeah. to the end she just now. Got a lot of money out of real people. Though. She did. She did do that. <laughs> it's and, uh, so hard. But a lot yeah, of people like, got monkeys and fish but... and flowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm. eventually, then she was rumbled again by a separate journalist who was just high off his own shite. Came in sniffing around, did another expose. And then the police got involved again. But they, and they arrested her for the crimes that she was on the run from. Sorry. Mm. So she went back to prison for 18 months and uh, then went back. She survived that time and the letters back and forth, but she was not in good shape. She then had a fall on her hip. Vivian then died shortly after of cancer. And then Liz died also of cancer. She had broken her hip in a bad fall. Uh, on her land but she hated doctors and wasn't getting involved in the system so she had instead of going in and getting medical attention built herself this pulley system that allowed her to get in and bed up and down from the toilet Mm. Um, but she was in bad shape and she was was probably used to like going into kind of medical scenarios and being 
treated really poorly. Yeah. And wait for this kicker, right? So Liz then dies. And uh, then the, the documentary goes on. And then you're like, consistently, this fucking arsehole who's still alive, Dick, was interviewed consistently now, current times, using her male pronouns, using her dead name over oh. and over and over again. Oh Evil God. bastard. Do you know whose dad he is? Tucker Carlson. He's Tucker Carlson's father, Dick Carlson. Tucker, Tucker Carlson's this disgusting US hysterical right wing lunatic. Oh, so you know him from I know Joe him from Rogan's Joe Rogan. Podcast. Okay. Or oh. just from US. The men's very familiar. Tucker. Tucker, Tucker. Carlson. Is it oh, so like so this Tucker is a- Carlson's previous uh, comments include that he thinks that Putin is the best. Yes. He's also incredibly, horrendously uh, homophobic, anti-trans, the whole kit and caboodle. And this was his dad. Like the obsession. That is fascinating. Yeah. That is, and it's yeah. carrying on to this day now. And um, did you mention, did I miss you saying Unsolved Mysteries? Sorry, Led I didn't mention tip. that. Yeah, So yeah. they were sitting around. This was previous to... This is when they were in the, the, so the flower business was doing 90. Liz was still alive. All the kids were sitting around. They were watching this show, Unsolved Mystery. Didn't fucking Liz's story come up? The Just whole like story. Fucking John List. Do you remember that? When they brought That's out right. on Unsolved Mysteries the like misshapen papier mache head. Yeah. And someone was like, that's John. <laughs> oh. your, man, the, your man who killed his whole, he was a family side guy. Yeah. Yeah. So there you I go. So isn't that amazing? Like, the, like big part And he was also actually a deeper contender. Do you really? remember that connection? Yeah. The John List, um, the kind of gap in his timeline of when he... So John, the John List story is, do you remember? It was really creepy. He had a big old house. Yeah. And he murdered his mother, his wife, and his three kids. They were all teenagers or early teens, mm. young teens. And uh, he left them in like the ballroom of this house, turned the heating off, or even maybe aircon on, turned way down or something. He disappeared. The family weren't found for... A good while and when the people when they did find the bodies there was like they had the speaker system throughout the house of piping classical music through oh, the place god so fucking i don't actually remember this oh it's a hor- it's a horrible story but basically he went on he he absconded and uh went on the run and he ended up like resurfacing marrying another woman and like having a whole new life and they were sitting, neighbours of his, they were sitting down one night watching Unsolved Mysteries and they had like, they were using new kind of technology to like make sculptures and busts of people based on old photographs and ageing them. Oh yeah, You know, that mm, stuff they do early computers day. now. And it was one of his neighbours was like, I can't remember what John's new name was, but he, they were like, That's And they, they were literally learning that this person had murdered five people. Oh my god! And it was all the money. He was running out of money. Yeah. It's a fucking male ego. Yeah. And obviously, how society has, you know, forced men to process emotions. It's fucking uh, depressing. It badly, unhealthily. Um, but and they it. had also said that he was a possible um content. Yes, yeah, for, for being for DB BD. Cooper. Yeah. Mm. BD. Um, that is. I can't believe I've never heard that one. Like, why yeah, is really that a movie? Because it's part of trans history and yeah. it just was brushed under the rug and 
time to be revisited. It is a movie. It's a HBO documentary and it's fucking amazing. And it is called uh, The Lady and the Dale. Uh, told a sensitive story about a complicated trans trailblazer. And it's HBO. That'd Check be such it out. That a fantastic role for a trans actor. Yeah, no, no it wasn't. Um, I know so, it's a drama. It would be. I, I know it's a documentary, yeah. Sorry, it would be, it meant, would yeah. be. Uh, but it's a really amazing documentary. Loads of cool animations as well. So get it in. Anyway, that's, it's probably, have I talked for an hour? That, there, you, there go. you go. Thank you. That was a brilliant story. I know. Here's to Liz. Will I see us out with a, um, just something that's ever so slightly gross? Yeah. Um, breaking news from a week ago. That's good. Uh, it's a real long headline. They are not burying any leads here. Virginia woman admits bringing man to McDonald's for, quote, last meal before executing and dismembering him with an axe, discarding remains in trash bags. <laughs> right. I do love when they really don't give you any need to read the article. It's no. lovely. Yeah. It's a gift. It's a gift. Uh, was he alive when she brought him for the last meal? Yes. Presumably so was his last meal. Oh, I see. <laughs> Not hers. Just trying the... to funnel it into the corpse. <laughs> uh, she was 22. So she's come early to the game. Right. And um, like, okay, no, I'm not like commending anyone here, but like she kidnapped like a a man, you know, like. Okay. I mean, this just seems like very laborious. Yes. Mm. Anyway, um, cold-blooded kidnapping and execution. Who was he to her? A 20-year-old man. Um, Who was he to her? Uh, That's a fucking good question. The way they're making, they're making it out like just random she pulled she pulled up in a white van and was like i've got sweeties inside <laughs> exactly yeah, there's yeah. a big mac with your name on it sir Men love mcdonald's she's actually you can get several in the back of a could. van she's pleaded guilty. trail of nuggies <laughs> <laughs> she's pleaded guilty to 30 criminal charges wow in her 20 years yeah like she's got she's got more criminal charges than years under her belt first degree murder murder by mob which i've never Abduction and concealing and defiling a corpse. Wept. Yeah. And um, so he had been shot and then chopped up and put into the old bin liners. Bin liners always... Let you down. Well, what I was going to say is actually get amazing free press with these stories. Because, like, they're durable. They're obviously... The heavy duty ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've made many, many mistakes. (laughs) I'm putting the body bin. into a, a cheap bag that you bought just thinking yeah, it was true. a full the size white ones and it's actually just tags. a fucking yeah. little bin for the swing yes, bin the in toy the jacks bin. and it's not the fucking full no. Yeah, liars who knows what litre bin you have um, who has a good nobody. visual of 25 litres nobody nobody just think of the bottle I will now. How many liters is that? With half a gallon. So See, here we go again. Oh, no, so we have to convert gallons to liters. Forty-four stories high. Okay, yeah, good. You wouldn't like believe the size of that bottle. square feet. Two hundred and forty yeah. centimeters by two hundred and forty centimeters. Yeah, yes. forty acres. The same size as James Cameron's spoof mock-up of the Titanic. I'm going to say two liters. Um. <laughs> so one gallon. Do a Google there. <laughs> so that looks she like about two liters. Four and a half liters, lads. That's a, oh, so that so is two liters, just over two liters. Yeah. Are we pointing to something that's out of shot? Probably. Yeah. It's never out of shot. It's never out of shot. <laughs> it was actually in the video lately, and it had a few had some fans in the comments. <laughs> um. So yes, apparently they used to sell drugs together. It's amazing how those kind of friendships. 
If you oh, don't, don't work at a friendship, especially one that was based on selling drugs together, you're in trouble. It could you either you know you just lose touch mm-hmm. or worse, as is illustrated in this case. But at least you got the McDonald's. I hope. All I can say is I hope they had the curly fries and that the fucking McFlurry machine was wasn't working out of action. Yeah. Oh, it always is. It doesn't work. It. They never. They're never working. It's so annoying. And bring yeah. back the caramel sundaes There's, while you're at it. Uh, yeah. What about the, um, you know, the apple pie thing? Hot apple pie. Lava. In the little like envelope. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. So oh, I love that. I, the deep fried um, apple. Yeah. This is something now I, we were, um, I was talking about this at the last time I did manage to fucking get a McFlurry out of that fucking evil fast food conglomerate that promises so much and doesn't deliver first of all do you know that the mcflurry from the (laughs) all right um from the off the mcflurry is never what it promised to be you know this you're supposed to be able to suck it up through a straw are you or are you not no what was supposed the machine goes into the straw yeah so it was supposed to be that so do you remember the original cups were like a paper cup and it had this like plastic kind of cone thing coney but cut off at the top yeah top yeah and then it had a large spoon that was like a square funnel yeah, i remember that and that was supposed to connect to the machine that's right yeah. and create fluff the flurry yes in the, the mcflurry mcflurry and through some engineering fuckery that system never worked like they rolled it out Yes. To the, you know, plus Never one worked. billion fucking... So what do they just do now, Mr. Whippy and a few sprinkles but on top? But it's sprinkle it. It's never been mixed, ever. <laughs> You've just self-mixed. It's such a jib. It is just soft serve with a fucking sprinkled topping. I remember. But... It was mixed at one... They, at, the uh, very, yeah, at the very start. At the very but start, but then, like, it, they never nailed it. And then... It was always so, broken. So, we're not the only ones to have wondered about this. Just, just let us know. McDonald's ice cream desserts are famed not just for their taste, but also for their scarcity, <gasps> says CBS News. And um, so uh, they are constantly on the blink, yes. as has been noted by everyone. everyone. Um, so there's conspiracy theories. Um, there, one um, Twitter person described the disappointment of not being able to order a McFlurry as a universal American experience. <laughs> I would add to that global. Um, and um, that it's like a rite of passage not getting your McFlurry along with like playing the recorder in national school or the tin whistle. Um, and uh, <laughs> McDonald's also got in on it and made a tweet a couple of years ago that was like, we have a joke about our soft serve machine, but we're worried it won't work. <laughs> Which is actually hilarious. Then there's a website called McBroken. It's a website that tracks the status of ice cream machines at every McDonald's location in America. It shows that 30% of McFlurry makers in New York City alone are currently on the fritz. While patrons in Houston and Dallas can expect a 20 to 15% respectively. That's unacceptable. Of machines being dead. It's, <laughs> it's not acceptable. It's true. It's not acceptable. <laughs> you're um, flurry. One person is suggesting that if you're on death row, ask for McDonald's, John McDonald's ice cream as your last meal and they'll never find a working machine and you'll get to live. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's um, absolutely batshit bananas, but they basically created this machine. They couldn't, um, 
they couldn't get it them serviced fast enough and it was already an obviously bad machine and so this startup in 2019 started up as startups do and it was called kitsch and it basically uh, it was like a software um that would help restaurant owners fix their broken ice cream machines and so it, the company did amazingly well because what it, it turns out, as we know, no ice cream fucking maker Works. can work in a restaurant. And so Kitch was doing very well and it was like valued at like $50 million. Wow. And then um, they, uh, the McFlurry machine manufacturer basically banned their restaurants from using kitsch to service their machines so the mcflurry machine was rejecting this, this thing and so the then the kitsch founders right who were just wanted to do good in this world exactly. and fix the fucking mcflurry machines sued the mcflurry machine maker and mcdonald's accusing them of trying to copy their product yeah in order to protect their own quote multi-million dollar repair racket yeah <laughs> and and um, so basically now the feds are investigating the mcflurry the scandal Continues. of the never working mcflurry machine do you think it's a ploy brilliant or like it's mcdonald's like let's just have it very occasionally working people will come in more often on the off chance it's working um, well, there's two kind of theories or like explanations. Um, so one is that uh, they believe that the McFlurry machine just from the off was over-engineered and too complicated. Okay. It's and an electric like, stirrer. Yeah. Like air. What have they done that it was just too complicated, complicated to even just function? To do its own quiet little function. It's probably going up and down and around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I think basically the other kind of like conspiracy theory is that, that the producers of the McFlurry machine kind of like, you know, built this into them so that they're... Oh, I see. Um, it's going to require repair. Would be required. Would be required constantly and they'd be able to kind of like have this kind of dominion over the McFlurry machine uh, thingy-majig. Yeah. So there, there's a, like, look. Basically, the FTC in the states are on it. Okay. And hopefully, we will. All maybe, will be resolved. Maybe the McFlurry will one day be a reliable element in all our lives. Maybe. I can say that I had a McFlurry on the way to Ennis two weeks ago, and it was so good. I had a second one as well. Oh my god! It's really so making it me want because that's McFlurry. why when they're available, you have to stockpile. You have to stock up. Yeah, you know it could be a long, a long fucking time before you meet another McFlurry machine that's operational. I used so to I ordered Big the Macs. small. That doesn't really work, FYI. Yuck. Yeah. Back when there was some, when there was something wrong with the deal, when you get the little booklet and it's like two Big Macs for five euro, and you're like, I'm gonna get one, even now and freeze the other. Freeze it. I freeze wouldn't it. say a pickle free freezes. Well, it's mostly water. Oh, I'd say they don't defrost well. The defrosting okay, is a problem. They just into an actual Sock. scum. Yeah. yeah. Did you go from just like fro- Did you go frozen into the microwave? Probably. I would have been twelve, thirteen, <laughs> so that would have been the natural step. Jen. Look, delicious. thank you so much for joining us. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com, patreon.com, forward slash the creep dive for the price of a small 
McFlurry. Yeah. You can support us every month. You get a free tote bag and we have a new tote design yes. ready to roll out and we'll unveil it on our Instagram actually. But Cat, tease the hive. Uh, Gregor McGregor. Uh, this is a Scottish con artist who promised people a whole new world. A whole new world. A new fantastic point of view. No one to tell us no or where to go or say you're only creeping. Nice. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> 